This week's support for the fine print with Attorney Jen Route comes from Thrivent Financial. For more than 100 years, Thrivent has offered financial guidance about saving, spending, and sharing. Thrivent helps more than 2.3 million member owners be wise with money through its broad range of products and services, including life insurance, annuities, and mutual funds. To learn more about what makes Thrivent unique, contact John Grolo, FIC Financial Associate, at 614-567-7141. And now, The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my awesome sidekick, Ben Needenthal. I'll take that all day long, man. Yeah, awesome. I thought it'd yeah, be nice to I, In the description for this thing, I called myself fiscally nincompooped. Oh. Which I don't think is actually a word, but spellcheck didn't get a hold of it, so, you know, hey. All right, well, hey, all nicely done. Loving hand grenades? I don't know, whatever, you know, but uh, <laughs> how's things? Things are great. <clears throat> How about you? Well, uh, this past weekend, um, I should say the weekend before, we got a whole bunch of snow. We talked about that last week on the show. Yes. Uh, and uh, I shoveled my driveway. Didn't think much of it. Went like four or five days. No problems whatsoever. Thursday night last night, last week, started kind of, oh, well, that, that hurts a little bit. And then Friday, I was literally just like on my back. My wife had to take me home from work and everything. It was very pathetic. And I was laid up all weekend. But I'm... So you're broken. I'm Got broken it. and back at it today, I guess. So All yes. right. Yes. Sounds good. Well, we're yeah. ignoring someone in the room. Yes, we are. We shouldn't do that. Oh, that's very rude. Right. I can't believe you did that. I know. It's terrible. I know. It's awful. But so. welcome, Jennifer Kajacob with Kajacob Law Group. How you doing today? I'm good, you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. Been a we little had a while. chat with you a little while back about uh, it was bankruptcy. Bankruptcy. Yeah, that's right. That's yes. What I do. So, uh, I that's kind about. of the the bulk of what your your work yeah. is, I imagine, especially from a legal perspective. But yes. today we're talking a little bit more about debt specifically. Like, is there a way to avoid the big B um, and kind of you know right. help yourself get out of debt? So I know it. We're still in January. Everyone's still working on those 2018 resolutions. And a lot of people are, I'm going to get out of debt or deal with my debt or At whatever. First, I thought debt. you were going to say, I'm, a lot of people are still paying off their Christmas stuff. And I'm like, I'm still paying off Christmas stuff from like three years ago. <laughs> I would say people are just getting those bills from Christmas. Yes. Right. <laughs> so. so what what should someone know as they're setting themselves up for success? It, this is probably a hard question for me. By the way, we also do debt settlement. So I see th- the avoidance of mm-hmm. trying to avoid bankruptcy every day. Um, it just comes down to numbers. Uh, to get out of debt, stop spending more than you're making. Right. I Makes mean, sense. That's, it's easy on paper, usually harder to do in life practice. Right. And that's when you come see me. Um, <laughs> and then once you stop spending more than you're making, use the money you're not spending extra to pay down on your bills so there are a lot of different theories on how to approach it Mm -hmm. um i say and then i'm always by the numbers pay the ones pay those debts with the highest interest rates get those paid down faster if you have 50 dollars extra a month put 50 dollars extra a month on that 
yeah on that bill um i've personally used the snowball method the, yeah. the past, pay the which, small one yeah, off pay first pay the small one yeah. off and then take that same payment don't change your payment yep you don't have more money now you, yep. you're still in debt you know but take that payment apply it towards the next thing right and everybody that i and hear just, that a lot yeah. and i think um for the human uh confidence psyche whatever word you want to use that works but if we're looking at numbers, it just makes sense to pay down that interest first. No, absolutely. But yeah. you're right. I mean, and a lot of the people I've spoken to uh, go that route or attempt to go that route. Yeah. Well, and um, I know with that, sometimes it just feels stress relieving to have one less bill. Yes. So you're balancing the numbers versus how you feel emotionally about it. Yep. And that can make a big difference because once you start building momentum, like if you have... Snowball. Yeah. That's the whole point of the snowball. You start one and then, oh, I got one done and then two done and then three done. Right. Ah, it feels so good. Right. Okay. So if that fails, when is the time to really come in and talk to you about either debt settlement or bankruptcy? Like what should be those clues to go, this is no longer working. I am in over my head. I need to figure this out. Um, So first of all, always, I'm going to go back to it, look at the numbers. Everybody's Mm. always so emotional about it. It's not, it's just numbers. Take the emotional out of it. Yeah, look at those numbers. Something usually has changed in your life, whether it be a medical situation, a divorce, um, a new cost of living, a child in college, medical, like a death, loss of income, those things. And just look at the numbers. You know, it's you, you don't have to fight it. It causes so much stress. I have seen that more so probably in the past 12 months than in the 15 years I've been doing bankruptcy. People are just really becoming stressed out, and you don't need to. Mm. This is an option the, the government allows you to have. Mm-hmm. Don't fight it out. Don't fight it for six months. Don't fight it for 12 months. Look at your numbers. If the numbers aren't there, come see me. Right. And I mean, often by the time you're at the point of filing bankruptcy, you've missed payments because you can't afford them. You're behind potentially on a mortgage. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Your credit has already taken a hit. It's getting there. It's getting there. I see a lot of people that even I had two people in the office yesterday that both said, I have a great credit score. That, yeah, that's possibly so because you're just floating. Yeah. You're making it happen like you're, you're using treadmill. Yep, you're using that credit. You pay the credit card, you have to use it then to live. Mm-hmm. And it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Right. Um but it's not getting anywhere. Right. Come see me, come for the free consultation, learn what your options are because mm-hmm. I've told you guys, I don't know if you remember from last time I was here, but every case is different, so I can't say that everybody will be a perfect fit for bankruptcy or debt settlement, but there are options and you you need to be informed. Yeah. So at least you have that information and the appointment is free. Right. So so come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that always gets, or I end up dealing with a lot in the real estate side of things is what happens to the house? Right. A lot of people really panic about the house. Am I going to mm-hmm. lose the house in bankruptcy or yeah. not? Right. So what are the rules around the house? So there's, we're going to break it down to two very simple basic options. Either your mortgage is current or it's not. Yeah. 
Okay. So if it's current and you qualify for a Chapter 7, and we do a Chapter 7, which we can get into those details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, chapter 7 is mo- the case where you're more likely going to lose assets. Mm-hmm. If you're current on the on the mortgage, there's not a whole lot of equity in the house. So wh- right. when I say whole lot, I mean over $100,000, mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, keep making your payments, you keep your house. Yeah. If uh, you know your life has changed so much that the house you have you don't want anymore, right? You can't keep up with the payments. It's not going to change your payment. It's not going to change the amount you owe. We can get rid of that debt. You would then lose the house if you get rid of the debt, right? Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is just because you discharge the debt in bankruptcy doesn't mean a foreclosure is not going to happen, right? Right. Because in order for so just because you are no longer personally obligated that real estate is still encumbered by the mortgage. So in order for the mortgage company to collect, they have to file foreclosure, they have to get a judgment, they have to take it to sheriff sale, or you have to do a deed in lieu of foreclosure or something. Mm -hmm. And it's always a big confusion because people are like, well, I- Filed bankruptcy. Right, I filed bankruptcy, it's all gone. Why do they have to file foreclosure? Well, because that's the only way they get title right. to the real right. estate. So there's a difference in the debt and the ownership hmm. of the property. Right. So, yeah. Those are two different legal processes. Absolutely. Because hmm. like a car, you know, you don't get the title officially until your lien is paid off. Right. So you finance your car. You don't really get the title. It's mm-hmm. in your name. There's but a it's, lien. But there's a lien. Right. The difference is with real estate, you are in title, you have the title, that's the deed. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not free and clear. It's right. it's encumbered by this mortgage. So right. you got to always understand there's going to be two actions if you can't keep the house. Right. Yeah. And that confuses people a lot. Yeah. Yep. And I would say with the economy growing the way it is, we have less people wanting to give up their house, but it happens often. There, oh, yeah. I mean, I had a client, I'm going to say four or five years ago, he was scared to go in his, sleep in his own home. Yeah. He, it was, it ended up, you know, when he bought it, it was a nice place. It, the neighborhood did not stay the way he thought it would. Yeah. He, the house was broken into two or three times while he was sleeping there. Oh, wow. And he lived alone. He was a middle-aged, not elderly, very capable man, but yeah. he did not feel safe in his own home. So he wanted to get rid of it. Yeah. We got rid of that debt for him. And then, yeah, Jen deals with the getting rid of the title. Yeah, yeah, huh. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, every situation is completely different. Too. It is, and, it's, and I, I think, you know, we want to stress the point that the best step you can take at first is admitting maybe you need to go talk to somebody. Yeah, you know, and and, and maybe you go in there and maybe it's like no, no, just do things slightly differently, and yeah. this might make a difference for you. And sometimes it's yeah, no, we and, need to and take I'm, some action. I'm not like a lot of attorneys. I'm pretty casual, so it's. I mean, you I seem can't, pretty chill to me. I can't so. speak for everybody, but I think most people find me approachable. Don't yeah. worry about being nervous. I had yeah. a, an elderly woman come in yesterday who was so nervous on the phone, and by the end of the appointment, she was absolutely comfortable. Yeah, come see me. And my point here was, if I don't think it's a good option for you, I'm going to tell you. Well, there's this weird mentality that like asking for help is like is like a. It's kind of, I don't know what it is, but it's like. Well, but see, I I think that that's a language difference because nobody wants help. Yeah. But really what you're getting is support. Yeah. You are perfectly capable of doing this. Support looks different. You don't need help. You need support. You need someone with a different knowledge base than yours to add some guidance. Yeah. 
to support you through this process. Exactly. To hold you accountable. It's the same reason you go to a doctor if you're I was not just gonna say right. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't feel well, I'm going to a doctor. Yeah. I mean I don't know what's going on. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean I can WebMD it, but that's not gonna go. Not well. good. <laughs> <laughs> don't WebMD your bankruptcy options either. No. <laughs> right. It's a weird crossover that you got. Weird, weird crossover. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so earlier you mentioned chapter seven versus thirteen. What are the differences? So if let's go back to the house example. Yeah. If you're behind on your mortgage and and you want to keep it, we could do a chapter thirteen if all of the factors fit a chapter 13 and it allows you to repay what your past due on the house over a three to five year period okay so it makes it more feasible to keep the house as long as you can now uh, uh, afford the current monthly payment plus a little bit extra okay so like my understanding of a seven versus a 13 is seven discharges debt correct because you can't afford it we got to discharge it you need a fresh start completely whereas 13 is we have some debt we need to kind of restructure the debt correct and you need you have funds that you can pay that's correct but you also would get a discharge on a 13 depending some of it right so if your income compared to budget and i and i hate to get too technical because it just gets boring um (laughs) if numbers if it it allows some uh you to pay let's say a random number 37 percent of your total unsecured debt Mm. over a five-year period that remaining balance is then discharged assuming you complete your requirements of the repayment plan for that five-year period so there is some relief I think a lot of people think of Chapter 13 as, I got to pay everything back, and I don't want to pay everything back. I shouldn't have yeah. to. The credit card company charged me too much interest. Yeah. Um, but you don't, you still don't, if you're, if the numbers don't allow for you to pay 100% of it back, you don't, assuming you complete uh, all of your your side of the commitment yeah. on, on your end in the five-year repayment period. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, when that happens, how do you make those payments? Uh, so in our district, if you have a paycheck, it will come directly out of your paycheck. Okay, so, so your employer basically withholds it and then pays yes. it directly hmm. to the trust bankruptcy yes. trustee? and a lot of clients like to label that as a garnishment. It's not a garnishment because you're voluntarily filing Chapter 13 and asking the court to help you. And so hmm. the court will send your employer payroll department a notice that says take this much out every pay period. So it makes it very feasible. It's not a once a month giant payment it's every pay period yeah so it's kind of forcing you to budget without without allowing you a lot of ability to choose your budget someone applying a budget template to you and saying i kind of compare it to a junior high counselor that makes okay just kind of help you out where you need some help and you don't know you need so much help yeah and then it works out and generally i know i'm not on payroll anymore but when i was at my last job yeah um taxes would come out they'd get sent on into the irs i didn't really know any i mean i noticed it i knew it was coming out but it didn't yeah. uh, inhibit my life because i lived with what money i had in my pocket sure sure now okay. let me ask you that how many people do you new people do you talk to in a given let's say week new like new people that are calling in for so the calling first and coming in probably i mean i'm a small shop yeah so we do I probably talk to five to ten new people a week wow. on the phone. Yeah, and then I, I honestly, I give them 
direct up front what my pricing yeah. is an, a range. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people call just to get pricing. They just want the least expensive place, and I am not the least expensive place. <laughs> I'm not. Um, so sometimes I don't see those people after that. Sometimes people figure out they probably can get by, and yeah. I'll hear back from them in six months. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, the, the, I guess the it sounds like there's a lot of people that there are a lot of people. I would tell you at my last at my last firm, which we had a different business model, we did a lot more filing. It was a, a volume filing firm. Like we wanted to do a lot. And at my current firm, I w- I just want to help people. So right. I, I have a, a very different business model. Yeah. But my last firm, we did about forty to eighty cases a month. Okay. Wow. So they're out there. Yeah. And that's that's a possibility. I just I really really enjoy talking to my clients, hearing about their lives, trying to get every aspect of what I need to do to help them. Mm-hmm. And so I just keep it slow yeah. on purpose. I don't want to be that attorney who can't answer the phone when my client calls. Makes sense. Yeah, Makes it's sense. hard. It's hard not to balance that with running a business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making money and surviving, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, so let's shift from bankruptcy. What does it look like when you negotiate down debt and versus like you see these companies out there where you can pay them to reduce your debt and for nickels on the dollar, right? right. So basically, those companies are offering to do a Chapter Thirteen for you with no government, con- you know, guidance, with no laws protecting the the debtor, Ooh, the borrower. That sounds and, risky, right? So the the creditors don't have to agree and in the meanwhile you just stop paying and they start calling you and harassing you and suing you and then you call jen over here to help you with the lawsuit yeah um so i don't like those options but the other debt settlement option that seems to work if you have the funds available is to settle for less than you owe by paying either one lump sum payment or maybe up to three installments. Okay. So this is why it's rather rare Mm because it doesn't always happen. I had one pretty big case I handled recently where, unfortunately, my client's husband passed away suddenly. Mm -hmm. She had some life insurance money, but not nearly enough to pay everything. Mm. Right. Um, She probably had about 50% of what she owed. So Mm. we just individually, and it took about two years, yeah. We individually oh. just worked with each creditor and said, hey, it's either this or we're doing a bankruptcy because she doesn't, she doesn't have the she money. She doesn't have it. And um, I think we worked with 12 creditors and all but two were willing to work with us. Hmm. That's a big so, deal. Yeah, it was great. It worked out well for her. I think she, you know, over two years you, you heal anyways, but I think she was happy at the end. Yeah. Um, I just don't know that that's for everybody. One, because you don't have, not everybody has a lump sum life insurance Right. True. Chunk of change, and it's not instant gratification. Right. Kind of. I mean, a Chapter Seven is a is a four month in and out. Once you file, you go to court. You got about three months to wait after the hearing. You're done. Yeah. Right. And it's it's a truly fresh start. Right. Generally. And generally, I mean, every case is different, but right. we know what the laws say. We know what the cases have said. We know what the trustees like here in our district. Yeah. We know what the judges like, so we can uh, guesstimate what's going to happen pretty much on every case. Whereas yeah with debt settlement i mean i could talk to the same negotiator at the same creditor four times in a row and get a different response in every situation Hmm. it's really 
no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And so I I could tell you well in the past you know we've had we've had them go down as low as twenty percent of the balance, but this time they're offering eighty percent. I don't know what yeah. to tell. There's no explanation for it. Mm-mm. There's no case law to base it on. There's no rules regulating it. It's probably internal bean counters or something like that. that and I'm sure there's going to have to be some quarterly goals. Yeah. For they, that they person. Numbers. Oh yeah. They're making yeah. money on oh, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What's not dischargeable? Um, like, if you're drowning in student loan debt. Not dischargeable. Nope. <laughs> or like I've told thousands of clients, every bankruptcy attorney would have filed bankruptcy by now. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we all we have, have tons student of student loans. loans. Oh, <laughs> it's a never-ending student loan. 17 years out, and I still could have bought a nice car with that balance. Yeah. That's uh, probably specifically why you yeah. can't do that. Right, <laughs> right. Like I mean, we could. Knows, we could. They'd be like, all right, I'm out of, gra- I'm out uh, of school. Bankruptcy. Student loan, right? Bankruptcy. Yeah. That's um, what we're doing. Student loans do not go away with bankruptcy. Right. And I think that's we should be a little specific about that. That's federally backed student loans, Correct. right? So, like, if you took a private loan from Citibank for your Still not whatever, dischargeable. Okay. Still not dischargeable. However, and I could never advise one how to get around that because that would be very unethical. Um, I know at least in, in our area, there are a significant amount of people who went to ITT Tech. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. So ITT. Those yeah. folks that were in the program one when it closed down, they can talk with their lender and most likely have some relief there. Yeah. Um, if you have a degree and you have a job and you're making money, but you're just upset that you still owe money from going to ITT and it's sure. it has a horrible reputation. Yeah. You're not you're not getting rid of those because you still got the education, you still have a career going. Yeah. So those things, but. Uh, both of those circumstances don't aren't really affected by bankruptcy. Student loans are still not dischargeable yeah. in bankruptcy. There are very, very rare circumstances, but not even worth mentioning because yeah. I'm just going to blanket say student loans are not dischargeable. <laughs> okay, what else is not dischargeable? Uh, generally tax debt. Okay. Ah, that so makes sense. IRS. Government's Ohio. not going to make a law that says you don't want to pay them, right? Right. <laughs> so that doesn't there sound you go. like them. Kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> goes along with the student loans, too. Absolutely. But there are some, um, what do you say? There are some intricacies there that make some tax debt dischargeable. Uh, in general, what, what we call trust fund taxes. Uh, so, like payroll taxes. Um, Business operating taxes, never, absolutely, ever dischargeable. Right. Um, income tax debt that's over three years old that you filed timely over three years ago and has not been attached to any assets would be dischargeable. Okay. Well, let's explain what we mean by attached to assets. Okay. So if an IRS or any other tax entity puts a lien on your real property or personal property, right, then it's not going away when we file a bankruptcy. Right. Um, it's the same for a 7 or a 13. They're just, in a 7, that's discharged. In a 13, it's repaid partially. Right. Hmm. So taxes, not dischargeable. Generally, government fines, criminal fines, not dischargeable. Right. So also, things that could be determined to have been fraud. created because of fraud, fraud. Mm. misrepresentation. Right. So like, I... We had a case together, actually, a while back, um, where there was an allegation of fraud. Hmm. So I was the one who litigated the fraud allegation. Because bankruptcy has this whole little side court, essentially, where you can fight this out. So let's back up. I did a Chapter 7. The creditor said, wait a minute, nope, 
he was shady about this debt he shouldn't no this shouldn't go away i don't litigate Hmm. but jen does yeah so i call jen and she's admitted in the federal bar so she's a perfect option of who to call yeah and she took it from there yeah so and we were able to reduce it down we didn't get it completely discharged but they wanted some astronomical amount it that was didn't a make crazy amount right. yeah it, it was crazy th- it, this was a really screwy situation and you know no one should really ever have this situation but it was weird yeah and so we had to argue it out and you know we reached a settlement in the end and a payment plan right and a payment so plan. it didn't have to be paid all at once it was you guys when i say a large amount you already heard me say a hundred thousand is significant it mm-hmm. was a large amount right yeah i think the original debt that they claimed, claimed was essentially stolen was like mm. 20 grand but that what they were asking for was well over 100 oh wow they, they had been damaged by well wow. over right and so it was a screwy yeah. screwy situation um so like those are the kind of things yeah. or um you know sometimes you'll see a business partnership go bad mm. and one partner's discharging debt trying to basically stick the other one with all the debt yeah (laughs) right and then there's allegations of fraud going both ways well Mm. you may have filed a case in court of common pleas but then when one person files bankruptcy the next thing you know now that case that was court of common pleas you're basically arguing the same case over in federal court hmm. for, right. before the bankruptcy court, which, frankly, I like better. Uh, I love the federal court. Dude. Oh, it's so, so nice. <laughs> it's nice. It's, well, and there's certain things. That it's just a numbers game. Like our court. Right. It's just numbers. Oh, it is court. just numbers. So Common <laughs> pleas and municipal court are lovely courts as well. They are. Hey, but judges and clerks, we love you guys too. But they we have do. so many cases yeah. that a case on the standard court of common pleas docket that's a complex case yeah. is going to go on for years. Right. Versus you flip over to the federal bar. Yeah. In the inside the bankruptcy court specifically, where most cases don't have litigation. Yeah. Next thing you know, your case is one of a much smaller number being litigated, so you can get through it so much faster. Yeah. And those judges just, you know, let's get this done. Right. Yeah. And if Here. you if you miss a deadline, they they call you or email you and say, wait a minute, file file this. You missed it. Yeah. I've seen things in common police court go over a year, nothing filed, just sitting wow. there. Yeah. They're too busy over there. Right. Yeah. Or like I have a case right now. It's not in Franklin County. It's up in Lake County. I had filed properly served the defendant i'm mm-hmm. the plaintiff's attorney we filed a motion for default it sat there for nine months oh my god <laughs> ours is so good 25 we, days and they're bothering you right yeah. so like yeah. nine months and then they're like well we don't know about service so then they granted it and then the defendant said wait wait wait, wait i, I need to answer well, here we are going on to year number two. <laughs> and you had 28 days to respond. Right. So, yeah. like, it sat there for almost a year. Yeah. Then the defendant says, okay, I'll come play now. Except he won't show up for depositions. He won't uh, produce documents. And now the court's finally going, oh, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> we're tired of it. So, like, we were, I was ordered yesterday to submit a judgment entry saying, this guy's in contempt. He can't do anything. Here's the sanction. Like default judgment. Right. 
It's and actually he's not even getting doing default judgment. It's just any of his evidence is now prohibited from trial. Hmm. Wow. But you're like, what why are we even doing this then? Right. He's hmm. not going to have a case if he doesn't have any evidence. Yeah. Give us the judgment, but hmm. whatever, so 2 that years. That does not happen in in our Southern District of Ohio Federal Bankruptcy Court. Right. That does not happen. <laughs> no. No. So, yeah, that's just me venting a yeah, little there. Yeah, we're just talking like nerdy lawyers at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's maybe, what we do. Maybe we should help some people. Right, sorry. We nerded out for a minute. Got a little into the weeds there. You, okay. you don't ever want to go out drinking with us. <laughs> right. You'll hear hours oh, of this. Oh, hours of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it. We love it. Absolutely. Um, anything else we should know? You know, it's tax time. Tax time. So a lot of people get a big, healthy tax refund. Oh, wow, I could pay half of my debt off with this and and paste stuff down and then three months later still can't make their payments on what they have left mm. be careful Ooh. when you do that come see me or any bankruptcy attorney before you do that and uh, talk to us about how we can use that tax refund to get your case filed and also talk to myself or any other bankruptcy attorney about how that could affect a future bankruptcy Okay. Especially if you're trying to pay back debts to personal mm-hmm. uh, lenders, like, like, like your, your mom. mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful about who you pay back with that stuff. I can't obviously give you personally legal advice over a podcast. Great. You're not my this, client. No, none of this but, is legal advice. It's yep, just commentary. Not legal advice, but it could really mess up a potential bankruptcy case if that's where you're going to end up anyways. You don't want to just sneak and get that in and then come see me because then we're waiting about two years to protect your mom from the bankruptcy trustee. So you're better off coming to see me first, hold on Mm -hmm. to that money or anticipation of that money, and we can talk about a a strategic plan to put that refund to good use. Right, because that's where you you do have a lump sum and you could do something to negotiate down some debt. We could do some debt settlement and or we could, you know, get your legal fees, filing fees paid, which are allowable expenses. Right. So you You're, can spend that money without yep. the trustee going, where did right. that money go? Yep. The trustee will not take that back from you, whereas they would take money you paid your mom back from your mom. Um, and then we can get rid of all of it instead of just a little bit. Now, if you get enough back to pay off all your debt, go for it. Right. Don't mm-hmm. need to call me. But yeah. if you're not going to be able to pay it all back, you you need to call me or email me or go through the webpage and fill out the form. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Makes, sense. Makes sense. Facebook message me, Twitter, Instagram me, whatever. Yeah, We're everywhere. Cool. Awesome. I think we should probably do a full episode on what to do with your tax return coming up. Sounds like a great idea. I, mean, I can I, name several guests that would be good for that. Yes. I would, li- I would listen to that. Yeah. Because that, that's a great way to yeah. get everything going so it's that time of year perfect awesome well jen thanks for coming in today i am looking forward to ben's lawyer joke of the week but first (laughs) we have some housekeeping to take care of um thank you jonathan grolo of thrivent financial for being our sponsor thanks john yay um if you are in need of financial services he's the man to call uh if you would like to follow us on social media you can find us on facebook that is our primary landing page where you can comment get news or even suggest topics for a future episode if you are already following us thank you we love you you can also follow boxland media on facebook as well we do lots of things up to including putting the fine print out every week uh, and doing the live thing. Uh, we've got a website, boxlandmedia.com. Great examples of all of our work. We do a lot of 
TV commercials and and video productions. A lot of fun. Uh, if that's something you're interested in, give us a call, 614-505-0674. We'd love to hear from you. Right. Yeah. If you're new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. If you like the show, we'd appreciate it if you would take a few minutes out of your very busy day. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we'd like to thank all of you, our listeners. It's because of you that this uh, podcast live show uh, exists, and we keep doing it. Uh, so thank you very much. And if you know somebody that might benefit from some of the advice that we've given you, not advice, I'm sorry, discussion. That commentary. We've had here, commentary. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, maybe pass this along to whomever that might be. Right. Share it. Jen, how can uh, our listeners get a hold of you? Uh, our office phone number is 614 410 Six six four zero, and our website is kajacoblawgroup.com so c-a-j-a-c-o-b lawgroup.com she Perfect. looked like she was thinking about that a lot <laughs> I say it slowly because it's long and people can't write it down that quickly that's yeah. true good yeah. job yeah. good job all so. right lawyer joke of the week i've got a joke it's not lawyer oriented we've i okay. think we've literally run the Out full like apparently there are less than 73 lawyer jokes in the world well you know, you know i think they just keep retooling the same ones yeah. i mean it's all lawyers suck and that's basically kinda, that's, that's it's the not that line. funny anyways yeah, yeah yeah so this we're one really not a, all that bad we're not that this sucky. one is a really <laughs> bad money joke okay so bad money joke i like dumb jokes true Uh, so why is money called dough i don't know because we all need it oh get it need it need it that should make you groan more than laugh yeah Yeah. oh yeah well until next time i'm ben needenthal and i am jen Rout, reminding you that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it all right folks we will see you next time this program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker each situation is different always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Foxland Media. Think big.